Before we begin today's recording, I'd like to apologize for the noise in the background. And that's because that time of year has come again and the midterms are upon us. So I'm trying to get some work done while the baby is here at home. And we've done our early morning exercises with Khan Academy, all the intellectual stuff. And so now that he is engaged watching the much more um, entertaining stuff on Coco Melon, I figured let me get some uh, recordings done and then after that I can move on with uh, sales calls and um, all the other good stuff that we wedding uh, industry professionals do. So, um, yeah, let's get straight to the recording now that that is out of the way. Oh, for those of you who have children, I'm sure you can relate. And for those of you who do not have children, uh, maybe you're newlyweds or you're currently walking down, getting ready to walk down the aisle with someone. And this is some of the good stuff that you have to look forward to, especially if you are involved with trying to build a um, business along the way. All right, so now uh, the topic for today. Now, back while I was in my undergrad in Obafemi Awolowo University uh, studying law, uh, there was a course that we did called the Law of Contract. And you could say for some of us anyway, who hadn't done anything entrepreneurial up until that point, that was the beginning of us being exposed to this um, this beautiful world of uh, commerce and business and uh, people trying to make a way for themselves in the world, pretty much. And so one of the things that we discussed when talking about contracts was this idea uh, summed up in a Latin phrase called consensus ad idem. Now, for those of you who have a paralegal or illegal background, you'll remember that our professors translated this uh, for us as the meeting of the minds. And um, as we, well, at the time, I'm sure we just um, memorized this as a necessary ingredient to pass our exams. But now that a lot of us are out of that phase, that's for those of us who read law or for those of us who read um, accounting, because I think uh, people who read uh, accounting were exposed to uh, the law of contractors. So, um, where was I? Yeah, so we memorized uh, consensus adidem and all those other Latin stuff because we needed to pass our exams. But now that we are beyond that stage and we're now trying to build um, successful businesses, we now see that uh, there was more to it than the theory that we were uh, run through for the purposes of exams. So consensus adidem is important because you have to determine if both of you have a meeting um, of minds and that is how you're going to drive the relationship um, further. So consensus adidem is one of the ingredients that is necessary for a contract. So of course, how is the court going to establish consensus adidem that there was a meeting of the minds? Well, there are different ways that the court does that. So for those of you who don't have a legal background, but you've been watching uh, Matlock and all these other shows, you know that uh, the court usually is on a fact-finding mission, and so they need to look for clues, or whether that's in the contracts or different messages that you guys exchange, which the court will refer to as uh, memoranda. And it is through that that we're going to be able to prove if there was a meeting of the minds and... Um, if in fact these people were in agreement before they went along to pen down a contract. So what does this have to do with us? What this has to do with us is to show that even if you step back from uh, even if you step back from um, 
the discipline of sales and marketing and all this fancy talk that we talk about, you'll find that even when you look at the hard-nosed professionals, um, lawyers, um, accountants, um, who else? You know, people that are around this whole world of uh, business and commerce and things like that, even they are concerned about the little niceties like that. Like, were these people actually of one mind? And um, it's a very important step to see um, if folks were indeed ready to enter into legal relations. And so it's something that we cannot take for granted ourselves because the big boys and the big girls also take these things very seriously. And that's part of the reason why we have to adopt a questioning approach because the questions that we ask are going to help us determine if both of us have a meeting of minds in the first place. Because if you're asking lots of useful questions of your potential clients, in this case, for those of us who are wedding industry professionals, our brides and grooms, so if we ask questions and then we find out that our personalities are a mismatch, we find out that our goals are a mismatch, we find out that our style are a mismatch, we find out that there's no agreement, uh, agreement when it comes to money, and then we also find out uh, that we do not understand what the perfect vision they have for their wedding day is. Or if we're not in the wedding space, we don't understand what problem it is that they are trying to solve, either personal problems or business problems. Then we know that we are setting ourselves up for a heap of problem. We're helping ourselves up for um, a heap of disaster along the way. So actually it's important that we ask lots of questions um, at the end of the day. And it's something that I keep saying time and time again that uh, wedding planners do very well because wedding planners, fortunately for them, they're in the situation where they cannot give a quote unless they uh, understand all the parameters that they're working with. So that's one of the reasons why on a practical level, wedding planners have to be um, what will I say? Should I say talkative? Chatty? Okay, well, not talkative. That's why they have to be very chatty. So that whole thing that wedding photographers, sorry, wedding planners do, um, it actually is uh, quite self-serving because they need to get all the information. So when the wedding planner says, oh, hey, congratulations. How did you guys meet? Blah, blah, blah. When is the wedding date? Oh, oh have you bought the dress? That, that, that. So all those questions might seem in the beginning light and fluffy and she's just being talkative and, um, you know, maybe that's what girls do. Well, because most wedding planners uh, that I've run into anyway, at least here in Abuja are female, because I think I know two male wedding planners. Okay, three. Three male wedding planners in Abuja. The rest that I know are female so it's not just a um it's not just a uh what's that word hmm so it's not just something that females do it's something that is necessary that we need to it's, it's an exercise that we all have to get involved in so that we can so we find out if it's a good idea to drive uh, this business relationship forward. So all those questions that wedding planners ask where they're trying to suss out the personality of the couple, their style, the vision of the day, those exercises that we need to do as well as wedding photographers and videographers and cake artists. So it's not just as simple as somebody calls us up and says, are you available for December 25th? And uh, how much, what are your packages? So the questions actually are really important because what we're looking for is to see if there's any consensus ad idem. We want to see if there's any meeting of the minds. So if there's a meeting of the minds, then things should be relatively fine. But if from the beginning we didn't ask the questions and there wasn't any meeting of the minds, then you're going to have lots of disappointments and quarrels along the way. So remember to ask the questions 
is really important because consensus ad idem, if we can establish that from the beginning, the meeting of the minds is going to make life exceedingly um, easy for us. So for a specific example of questions, all you have to do is keep listening to the podcast or scroll back a couple of episodes and you see episodes where we discuss um, specific um, items. And then apart from that, if you don't, if you are not a wedding planner or if you're brand new to the wedding planner um, uh, business, go hang out with older wedding planners and then photographers, videographers, hook up with wedding planners who are your friends, go along with them on um, sales calls or, you know, when they're sitting in with uh, brides and grooms or their meetings, just pay attention and you'll pick up um, a thing or two about possible questions uh, that you can ask. Um, yeah, so that's it. So remember, in asking the questions, you're keeping an eye out for different things. Their personality, their goals, their personal styles, uh, budgetary expectations, and the vision that they have for the wedding day. The vision, most especially, absolutely important. Because if you're a photographer and you're one of those people who has a very um, high, sophisticated style, but you're dealing with a couple that is um, laid back and then anything will go, you could be setting yourself up for a world of tension if you do not ask all these questions ahead of time. So that's it for today's recording. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Thank you very much for your time and attention. And I'd also like to apologize in advance for the rest of the week because you might be hearing some more uh, noise in the background because the midterms are upon us. And uh, yeah, for those of you who don't have kids, we're looking forward to when you guys will join us with the joyful adventures that we have in trying to balance building a business and uh, managing uh, school schedules and um, all that fun stuff. So uh, everyone have a wonderful day.